This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Hello to everybody in Twitch. Always a pleasure to speak with you before the show and after, sometimes yeah. during. Yeah. Unscripted. Unscripted, untalented. You get, you get just beauties like that intro. <laughs> Can't make it up. No script, no talent, but consistent. That's right. That's how we do it here at Frontline Gaming. And of course, the show brought to you as always by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount. We saw all kinds of cool stuff. Check out the webcart store.frontlinegaming.org. And you can pick up some goodies at a discount, free shipping mm -hmm. options, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you to everybody who is a customer. It helps us to keep the lights on. Indeed. So today we have quite a bit to talk about. And of course, if you're not catching us on Twitch, you can pick us up on Pandora, YouTube, or the iTunes. Please make sure to like and subscribe and all that jazz if you find the content at all entertaining. It gives us self-worth. It does. If I didn't have this, I'd probably be throwing myself into traffic. Yeah. Just keep that in mind when you're hovering over the like button. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be responsible? <laughs> you could be that? saving a life. <laughs> Every time you listen, you're saving two lives. <laughs> exactly. That's Where not... would I be without it? I don't know. Probably working, doing making my... a lot more money and <laughs> doing better jobs. <laughs> financially stable. Yes. And not working 80 hour weeks. Yeah. Uh, that's probably where I'd be. So anyway, let's jump on in and take a look at what's going on in the tabletop gaming world this week. First of all, GW's new release, the Fire Slayer Battle Tome and associated products mm -hmm. uh, is up for pre-order this week. Pretty cool. Uh, if you are an Age of Sigmar player, this is an exciting release. And uh, like we talked about last week, love the models and the, the backstory is pretty cool. They're just like, they're kind of like asshole, dwarf, like grumpy mercenary guys. Yeah. They're not they're very quick, nice. Quick to anger. They're not very nice. They're just this. I mean, it's just the slayers flushed out into a, a whole, whole army. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're pretty cool. I mean, I looked through the the battle tome and um, a lot of good new new uh, fluff that they they put in there. Um, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're pretty cool. They, they look, look pretty cool. The they army, look good, man. The army's fairly flushed out. I mean, they only have a couple units, but they have a lot of characters. Um, they have cool dragon dudes. Um, and then uh, kind of on the playing side of things, they got an extra wound, which is huge. So like the Hearthguard Berserkers, yeah. which previously were not like, they were kind of a joke unit. You really only took the Volkite Berserkers. Yeah. But the Hearthguard Berserkers now had an extra wound and they can get like a four up, feel no pain saved. And they're really durable. So uh, like dramatically more durable than they used to be. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how that uh, plays out on the tabletop. Um, they're just, they're gonna be really tough. They hit, they hit hard. Mm -hmm. um, they're reasonably fast. You know, they have dwarf speed, which isn't great, but there's other ways to manipulate that. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Plus they got their pizza oven, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, and they also got their endless, their, their magmite fire. They're not spells. Spurts they're, they're or whatever like the hell they're called. Yeah. yeah, the magmite invocations or something, something mm -hmm. like that. They're endless spells. Yeah. So there's a lot of new cool stuff, even though they didn't really get any new units per se. They got a lot of like cool extra stuff that's going to help uh, make the army a lot more dynamic. So yeah. if that's something that interests you, check it out. Of course, you can get it from us at a discount mm -hmm. with free shipping options within the continental United States. Uh, so grab it if it interests you. 
the game is still growing. Very much if so. You just, if, you, if you only look at competitive events and uh, attendance to those events, it's, it's, there's no argument that the game is growing and, and, and gaining speed. Remember, it's only been out for a couple years Three now. Three years. It's, it has not been a long time. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, this, this game is still in its infancy. And it's already the second biggest miniatures game in the world, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. passed up all the others. To my knowledge, right? I can More be... popular than, I would say, Warhammer Fantasy was towards the end. There's no question. Yeah. It's dramatically, from a sales standpoint, mm -hmm. maybe not player base, although I would argue that based on anecdotal evidence that that's surpassed it. But in terms of sales, it's not even remotely close. It's yeah. added, it dramatically outsells Fantasy. Yeah. At the end, nobody was buying anything for Fantasy, which is why the game died. Right. Uh, it was crazy. Like, like we didn't sell anything right. for fantasy. And we used to sell it very steadily. And then as we got into 8th edition, it was like no, we'd sell well, one, one or two kits a month. We can do a whole podcast on what happened yeah. to Warhammer Fantasy. And unfortunately, a lot of, of it was sales-driven in terms of uh, their marketing department and, and how to They were trying very models. hard, though, because they were coming out with amazing kits constantly. They were, but the rules, if you, if you recall, the rules were starting to get to where we, we, we saw like the 7th edition 40K stuff happening. And that seemed to be the trend. I don't remember exactly who was in charge of at the time of Games Workshop, but it's when they were really pushing sales of models uh, and putting that stuff into the rules, like larger units and yeah, spells you know, that remove entire models. People say that all the time, and now having been a part of the playtesting crew, that is not true. It is not true. They're not putting that stuff into the rules to try and sell the models. I know it looks it may look that way from the outside looking in, and that was a different time. Maybe mm -hmm. things were different, but I can tell you <clears throat> emphatically, having worked with the guys, that it's that's not the case. They're trying their best to make the maybe best now. Game. Now I would say I would agree with you. I think at that time period, I don't agree with you on that. Yeah, the eighth. Let's just suffice it to say, eighth yeah. edition fantasy didn't go very well. No, it was pretty bad. And I, I can quit. Tell you, I quit playing the game in eighth edition. I can. I think everyone has a little story of what what was the end of it for them and for me. I was playing against like a 14-year-old kid, his Skaven army, and they had spells where they would just remove entire units. Oh, regiments, yeah. And, and he did that to me, and I like, and I was just like, he started laughing. It's like, I got you now, and he like rolled this, and it's like, there's nothing you can do to stop it. You big idiot. And I was just like, I'm out. I just, <laughs> this is so dumb. For me, in, in seventh edition, when I played a guy, I, I had played two guys. One had never played the game before, one hadn't played since fourth edition with their demon army, which was the most broken thing I've ever seen in any game ever in my yeah. life. Mm -hmm. And they both tabled me and I was like winning tournaments with my wood elves mm -hmm. with people who literally didn't know what they were doing. And I was like, this is so dumb. I'm, I'm out. And in eighth edition, I tried to come back and it was like, oh yeah, now your army doesn't skirmish and all these cool things that made it unique. That's all gone. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you need units of like a hundred guys that are like $7 a model. I was like, never mind. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't need to, we, everyone's talked this topic to death, but um, yeah, Age of Sigmar is kicking ass and it's definitely on the upswing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for people who are or maybe disenfranchised old fantasy players, you may never come around, but there's so many new people and fresh blood coming into the game. Sales blowing away anything we ever saw with fantasy yeah. and the community is growing. So it's really exciting. And this release, I think they're trying to go back and like, because the game was still been figuring itself out largely as, as we've gone. And uh, they've kind of reset a couple of these codexes or battle tomes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's cool. Although, as we've said numerous times, I'm really ready for some like, give us the free peoples that incorporates the Iron World Arsenal, mm -hmm. the, the Devoted of Sigmar, the Collegiate Arcane. Just put them all back into one army. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the trend. Give us, you know, Dark Elves again, whatever the hell they, they morph into. 
Um, and don't, don't have 20 different Dark Elf sub-factions. That's so annoying. Just put them all into one book, and it, that's awesome. Like, Beast of Chaos, it's mm-hmm. great. It's super fun. Yeah. And the Gloom, Sky, the Gloom Spike gets. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. And they, they sprinkled in some new, really cool units. Um, and that, that's great. That's what the community wants. So I'm glad yeah. to see them doing that. Yeah, for me, for Age of Sigmar, there's just a couple of the core mechanics that I'm still not on board with. And I, it'll take some some core changes for me to really get into it. Well, and that's a good segue. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll jump ahead in the notes a little bit. Um, the GW's put out their annual uh, community survey, the big community survey 2019. And um, we're segueing into this a little, jump ahead in the notes a little bit just because it's a really good point. Because one of the things that they're asking, it's a big, it's a long survey. It takes a while to fill it out. They're asking really good questions. But one of the big ones is, do you like the double turn in Age of Sigmar? Mm-hmm. And without question, when I'm talking to people who I'm like, do you like AOS? Because like, I really like AOS. And I'm like, I'm lukewarm on the double turn. I don't mind it, but I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. But without question, the number one thing people say when I'm like, did, did, you, did you try AOS? Yes. Did you like it? No. Why? I hated the double turn. Yeah. Like 100% of the time, mm-hmm. that is the reason given. Now, when I talked to really experienced players, um, I was just on another podcast, The Wild World of Wargaming, the other night, and uh, we were talking about this. The really experienced players that are very good at the game, they're all like neutral to positive, in my experience, on the double turn because they, they know how to play around it. But to the entry-level player, especially if you're coming from a game like 40K or War Machine or any I-Go-You-Go format, it's such a bizarre, shocking, usually unpleasant experience the first couple times you do it. Yeah. It's such a turnoff. So it's like you really got to ask yourself, is that good for the game? Like, yeah, I don't think it is. And I just, don't think it just is. Just because, either. yeah, there, there are that those those people that say that it's it's – it was intended in part of the game, which I personally actually do well, not. Clearly, it was intended. Well, no, but I, I don't believe it was intended as a competitive thing. I, this is when the game was there was no points. Make up however you want to play. Use as many models as you want. Does nothing matters, right? That 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 was included at that point in time. I do not agree with anybody who says that this was a uh, a conscious competitive element added to the game. It's just not true in my opinion whatsoever. Yep. And I don't like it. And it's, and I've, I've played in the past. I was actually the one that got Age of Sigmar, uh, into, um, uh, interested here in, in frontline gaming. If we look way back, I was the only one that was, was pushing it cause I liked it. But the double turn is just not like, it's not pleasant to do on get somebody and it's not pleasant to have done to you. No, it's not. It's just like you're getting, you get to do go twice. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense in a competitive environment. It's just too much random. Uh, and then the shooting in and out, um, well, that's been changed. Is uh, but you can still shoot out of combat. No, you can't. You can shoot. Or no, you can shoot into in combat. Com- no, you can shoot the unit you're in combat with. Correct. Which I don't think needs I, to I'm be included because again, it's it's a unit being able to act twice when the other unit's not able to do it. It's too much of an unfair advantage. There's some core rules mechanics, and in my opinion, in Age of Sigma, there's way too many mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. Like, way too many mortal wounds. Like, mortal wounds should be like, like it's like cinnamon, you know? It's like you use it very sparingly. Mm-hmm. And it can it can add a lot of spice to the to the dish or the game, but it's too much of it and it ruins it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looking in the chat really quickly, uh, first comment, Fem Demise, change double turn and give units the charge the ability to attack first, like in 40k. And he's on board. Um, I actually like the alternating combat in Age of Sigmar. It's very tactical. That, that I don't mind. Yeah, that's very tactical, and you have to really think it through. I don't mind that. 
Um, and in a game that's really about melee, yeah. if you charge your whole army and they all get to swing first, it's too good. It's mm -hmm. overwhelming. Um, crypto man, can we get the fact? He says a little off topic, but GW said the fact is coming this month and it's only the 17th. So just be patient. You're going to get it. Um, Rad Bully says the most gravelly voice. Yes. Believe it or not, I've sounded like this my entire life. Even when I was a little boy, mm -hmm. I had a raspy little boy voice. Yeah, you're like a little dog. Yeah, it was like if I thought a dog could talk, a little that dog. Voice. Yeah, like if a dog could talk, that's the voice I would give it. What like rough? Like what was the crime I was dog? Like yeah, take me for a walk. Gruff Mc, Mc, McGruff. McGruff, the crime dog. Yeah. Uh, Stir Crazy says, as a daughters of Cain player, I like the idea of all my models attacking first if they charge. That's a little too sure. good. Of course uh, you do. <laughs> TB, yeah, I know. I'm uh, sure Fire Slayers are the same way. Free people is probably not so happy. No, not at all. TBMC, Kevin says, just make both systems use the same rule set. Eh, it, uh, it doesn't work. Similar. It doesn't similar work for both. It's yeah. just easier to pick up. Yeah. For it, from a, Just from a sales standpoint, it's easier if, if the games are similar. Yeah. Someone's like, hey, you like 40K? Well, this is similar, but there's a fantasy setting. Yep. Boom, buy this box set. Great goals. It's so easy to find Reese at a con. Just listen for his voice. Yeah. I have people that will be walk by me and I'll talk and they'll like stop and turn. And I'm like, yes, you probably have heard my voice somewhere before. It's impossible I've started to, to get that too, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Unwa it's unwanted. <laughs> Shut up. I like, I like being in the shadows. Yeah. Ah. Sir Crazy said he was just joking about everybody attacking first. Yeah, that'd be insane. Uh, so kind of enough about the well, so, Sigmar. So let's not talk about it. Let's go and vote. Yeah, get just, it out of here. Just, just get rid of that thing. Go in there and, and, and fill out the community survey. If you're interested in Age of Sigmar at all, click the yeah, you're, you play it. Um, it. You get different questions based on how you answer the survey. If it's something that matters to you, jump in there and answer it. Especially if you're a competitive player, you really want to make sure you take the time to fill this out because uh, the majority of the people that, that are hobbyists are not competitive players. That's, that's a, a fact. So if you want your voice to be heard and you want, you know, representation, so to speak, make sure if you're a match play player, you get in there and you fill it out. Um, let GW know that you're, you're there and that you care. And uh, that's how things get done. Tell them the banana sent you. Tell them the banana sent you. Just put that word in the comment section. Yeah, do you like think it. we should have double turn and then just put comment banana? You've been bananaed. They'll know. Mm -hmm. They'll know what that means. So we have a brand new FLG mat uh, coming out this week. Really exciting. It's called Crate, mm -hmm. inspired by uh, the planet of the same name in uh, the Star Wars films. It's a little on the nose. We'll see how that one goes. <laughs> hey, at least it looks great. It does look really cool. It's bloody. It's uh, obviously going to be great for Star Wars Legion. It's not blood. And uh, it's just a really cool setting for what any miniatures game. It looks like blood to me. Maybe it is. Blue. By the way, this is my first time seeing it, and I work here. <laughs> yes. It just yeah. shows it shows how far removed we are from our departments. It's inspired by. I don't yeah. think that's real. That doesn't occur in nature. It looks like blood. Maybe it does. I don't know. I've never seen a, a white rock turn red when something flies over it. But what do I know? It's a it's a space rock. Got it. But you know what? Who cares? It looks really cool. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, and obviously you can make some really cool terrain for this. You can play it as whatever, a demon world, some sort of weird ash world, mm -hmm. fantasy, like a realm for Age of Sigmar. It doesn't really matter. It looks cool. It's very unique looking. You can make some neat hills and such mm -hmm. to go on it. Very cool, Matt. Uh, it's available through not this coming Monday, but the following Monday, which I believe is the 28th. 
uh, at a uh, discounted price. And of course, if your order is over uh, $99 within the continental United States, you get free shipping. So if you wanted to grab the new Fire Slayer book, a mat, maybe a terrain kit, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. uh, you can do that and you'll save money on shipping. So yeah. jump in there and check it out. If you see uh, a design or a size that you like, grab them. We make them right here in San Diego. I like that. If you see the size you like, just grab it. <laughs> if you see a size and shape that tickles your fancy, just grab a hold of it. It's an old butler saying. It is. An old butler family. Hand me down for my great grandfather. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Grandpappy passed that wisdom down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Segway into that. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to come to a really fun gaming event, uh, the Bay Area Open is coming up at the end of next month. So only about six weeks to go. It's, it's coming up really quickly. The Bay Area Open, of course, as we've always said, is the event that started it all for us. Uh, we're on year nine, I think. This is, I think this is the ninth really? BAO, yeah. Because, <clears throat> yeah, because the first one, yeah, the first one was 2011. So, yeah, this is the ninth BAO. It's crazy. crazy. Uh, wow. It's going to be at the Kublikon Convention. This is our first time there. Uh, we basically have a hotel to ourselves. Uh, there's going to be a lot of other events going on. We added Kill Team. For those of you who may have missed that, really excited for that. There's also a Bolt Action mm -hmm. uh, is going to be there in our area. Uh, it's a it's a, one of the larger majors in the country um, where I would imagine we're going to be 200 plus. Wow. Uh, and then we've also got Age of Sigmar. We have narrative events. We have a long war doubles. Just tons to do. And then, of course, the Kublicon convention itself is really fun. It's been going for like 30 years or something, mm -hmm. 15 years. So something crazy like that. R really long running event. They've got cosplay, board games, RPGs. So you can play, you know, uh, tabletop games for a couple days. Switch on over, go get your RPG uh, on. Mm -hmm. Is that get your RPG on? Sure. I'm trying too hard with that. I, I'm, that's like uh, get your. your I, can't, I can't even say that anymore. That's just silly. Get out and LARP. Yeah, get your LARP on. Become that dragon. Yep. That you've it's always just, meant to be. It's fun. <laughs> you, if you identify as a known. dragon, come. You've and always do known it. you were a dragon. Come and do it. Yeah. And uh, it's just really, really fun. We can't wait to see everybody there. And uh, hope, yeah, grab those tickets. It's going to be fun. Uh, I think we're all fun. heading up. Yeah, the so. whole crew is going. I'm not sure what we're going to do. Well, Just we're going to be up there play. for a while, right? Yeah. Like we're going to get there on Wednesday, come home on Monday. We're gone for wow. a week, basically. Yeah. And, of course, the SoCal Open is also up. Uh, registration is open, and it is selling very quickly. Many events are coming close to selling out, including the 40K Champs, mm -hmm. 40K Narrative, and we just added Kill Team. Very exciting. Uh, a bunch of tickets already sold. So stoked for that. There's going to be an arena event and a kill zone What's arena? event. They're two different formats oh. of uh, kill team. And we are getting, uh, looks, I will say 95% likely that uh, Shadespire event is going to be a grand clash. So we're just getting all that paperwork filled out and all that stuff. And that's a big deal. So if you're a Shadespire player, come on out and get your ITC points, have some fun. Mm -hmm. uh, can't wait to see everybody there. SoCal, SoCal Open is like the chillest event. It's one of the most laid back gaming events you'll ever go to. It's really fun. Yeah, bring your sunscreen. Yeah. You're going to be it was soaking actually, up the rays. It was actually overcast last on year. On the beach. Do you, are you worried about a seagull coming down and stealing a model? I mean, in the it game? could happen. Maybe. Okay. I'm worried about that. Pamela Anderson might run by to right. save or somebody. Or some bikini babes come over mm -hmm. and they start like rubbing you because they're like, they're, man, you're like such Oiling a good. You up. Yeah, they're like, wow, you play world eaters? And they Here's just, the top table. Uh huh. Let me put some sunscreen on. That's stuff on you got to watch out for mm. when you're playing at the SoCal Open on yep. the beach. Indeed. Yeah. So Just make sure not to go swimming after eating. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll have lifeguards. 
We'll have Pablo's a lifeguard, I believe, right? <laughs> That'd be yeah. great. Pablo will be our David Hasselhoff. Yeah. We have one of those old timey, like 1910s. Full body. Yeah, for him to wear. Spoots. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's going to be great. Uh, but it's an amazing event. Super fun. Again, I would imagine, but the way we're going, we're going to hit 256 pretty soon. So make sure to grab your tickets and come and join us and have a good time. So my, my buddy, mm -hmm. uh, we went to a major here in San Diego, a long running event. Uh, unfortunately, the last year for Kingdom Con, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. But um, thanks for all the good times to Ross and his crew for running Kingdom Con. Mm -hmm. But the Broadside Bash, very long running. I think they're on year 11 or 12 or 13 or something that, like that. And that was going on before it went to Kingdom Con. Oh, yeah. Because I, I remember yeah, yeah. going to the first year it was at Kingdom Con. Bro but Broadside been, Bash yeah. goes back. I think they're on year 13 mm -hmm. or something. They, they predate Frontline Gaming by a lot. Right. Uh, great group of guys, the Pacific Marauders, longtime friends of ours run the event it's super fun um that event just went on last weekend and all of us went and played had a blast super duper fun mm -hmm. um really really good time there was 70 people mm -hmm. it was a good size major and uh the the team zero comp did really well uh i ended up actually winning it yeah with a uh, talarn and uh jason you did really well too i did three and two baby <laughs> three and two that's great that's right that was my first tournament since seventh uh, edition, when I when I rage quit, when that, I uh, well, that's your first like big event. Right. You've when gone to like RTTs killed. and stuff like that. Yeah, little little tiny one day things, but that was my first legitimate. It was actually Broadside Bash where I uh, was hobby killed. Yeah, in seventh edition. Because seventh edition was such a shit show for yeah. the average player. I packed something happened. I said, "Great game." I packed my stuff up, left, and, and sold all my stuff, and yeah. never played again. Yep. Cause you got hit with a combo where you just automatically died. It was a lot by standing next to something. It was a lot. It was Seventh that, edition was a mess. It was uh, it was James Carmona. You got Carmona. His, uh, he had the the corn dog star. If you remember that fun stuff, and I had a very shooty guard list. Shot everything into it. Literally every single thing that I had, and I think I did two wounds on one of the dogs. And then the next turn, he flew his his uh, demon prince next to my guardsman. And said, "I'm toughness zero. Please remove that squad." And I said, "That can't be real. That can't be a real thing." He's like, "No, it is." And I just left. I just, that was it. Yeah. Seventh edition, like the only, like when I talk to people that like seventh edition, they're usually really good players. Cause it, it was like the mad scientist dream come true. You could do all this crazy stuff, but the game was in a bad spot in sixth and seventh. Um, and I'm, I'm just so glad it's behind us. Yeah. Like, you know, you do your best to, to kind of soldier on, especially when you're in the industry, mm -hmm. but I don't, you know, I don't blame you. It was tough. It was a tough time. But, yeah. um, but this one I did fun. I, I had a good time at this one. Yeah. Eighth edition is not perfect, but it's super fun. It's by far the most popular edition of the game yet. Mm -hmm. And it, it's an edition of the game that just largely makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like people that are, you know, you're not a hardcore competitive player. Um, you are a competitive player, yeah. but you don't take it super seriously. But now you can go play, play the, a game in the way that it makes sense to you mm -hmm. and get good results. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly the way the game should be. Right. In seventh edition, yeah. you go so far down the rabbit hole of the math of it that it starts to not make sense to the average player and they don't want to play anymore. Yeah. So um, that's a good thing. I, have a, I do have a couple takeaways, though, as my first major tournament back in eighth edition, um, which I I felt that there's a lot of gotcha moments in this game where there's a lot of traps that are set up where because you, if you're not 100 percent familiar with every single unit and every single stratagem, in the game, there's just so much information out there that you just, there's no way to know it. And so things happen during the game 
that are just unbelievable. You're just like, what, really? You can do that? Yeah. Okay. Now you're doing that again. Yeah. And like, it's just so much like this was my first exposure to, uh, Yanari. Dark Reapers, a 10 man unit Dark Reapers. Double shooting. Double shooting. And this is my first um, game where I played, believe it or not, Gilman uh, in close combat. And I killed him, took everything I had, you know, and uh, my opponent, who is John, who is a friend of ours from up north who came down, was like, okay, now he gets back up on a four. Okay, I rolled that. And how many wounds? He has six wounds. Uh, he's two inches away. And it's my turn. I was like, I was like, John, you should you should have captured my reaction. <laughs> when G-Man sure got back like, up. I couldn't believe it. And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, you just summoned a 400-point model? He's like, yeah. It's summoning him. You get one chance to get well, back up. Well, it's, but it's it's essentially and summoning My G-Man never gets right. back and, up. And, and that's not guaranteed. But it, but there's just there was so much that like I felt I was going to have a heart attack like several times each game. Where like you get like you, the emotions are like a roller coaster because you yeah. think you're doing really well. And then somebody just devastates you real quick. Somebody pants you with a strategy. Yeah, you're just like, what? The thing, like, there is a lot of that, but it's it's all, it's not like like the story you just shared about in 7th edition where your toughness zero, you die automatically, and you're like, what the F? Right. Now it's like, oh, I have a strategy that lets me shoot you when you uh -huh. when I die. And you're like, oh, what? Like, right. but and the thing is, like, what I always do is I just ask people, just communicate with your opponent. Like, I started doing that. I started saying, them, like, do you have any crazy thing you can like, do Like, if right I charge now? that, yeah. can you immediately kill that entire unit? Oh, you yep. can. Okay. So I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like if I shoot them, do you have a re-rollable one-up save? Oh, you do. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But that's ask. not a thing, but there's, there's so much in the game that I, I quickly picked up after my first game, which was against four knights. <laughs> that was not that fun. Um, <laughs> the, the guy was great. The opponent was, was amazing. We had a really good time. He gave me a, one of the, what, the, a die from his, uh, his Warhammer club. Um, and, uh, but it was one of those things that it was, uh, from that first game on, like in all these tricks that he was doing and stuff I wasn't familiar with, I had to start asking. Like, if I shoot that, do you have any way to ignore this? I oh, ask. yeah, I can I can half damage. Okay. Do you have a stratagem that lets you go twice? Okay, you do. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I always ask. Like, in the beginning of the game, I always ask, like, is what do you have like some crazy trick that your army does? Um, and like, and I always offer the same information. I'm like, do you have any questions about my list? Mm -hmm. Is anything unclear? Do you want me to explain anything? Because I, I don't want to win by by pantsing somebody. Right. I want to win because I outplayed them and, I, and luck was on my side. Mm -hmm. And like when, when on the and vice versa, like I remind people all the time in the game. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I got units coming in from reserves. Don't forget. Or like, right. just so you know, this guy can do X, Y, Z. Just just so that you can keep that in your head. And you're not obligated to do that, but I feel like it's just like playing yeah. in the spirit of the game. Exactly. And, and, and I did that this tournament and I won all my games. It's, right. it's not holding me back. Yeah. Right? I've had a couple of negative experiences so far. Um, I hate it when you're doing something and someone's like, gotcha. I was, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I was playing a, like, a, tier, uh, a Gene Steer Colt player who didn't, I, I, I told him like, this is the first time I'm ever playing Tyrannus, first of all, pretty much. And Gene Steer Colts, I'm like, I'm assuming you're going to have a lot of these um, gotcha moments and you're going to do all this crazy stuff. Um, but is there anything I should like know about? And he said, no. And it was a, that's when I got charged by the Kraken yeah. unit. Yeah. That would like, have been nice to know. And that. I was like, well, I wouldn't have deployed like that. Like if I would have known and it's not, he didn't have to say anything. Right. But at the same time, I feel it's like I, when I set things up and I see somebody clearly making a mistake, like I will usually say, Hey, did you know that my, my, uh, you know, I have a 40 inch reach on my charge Yeah. and then the opponent's like, Oh no, I didn't hold on. Let me. I mean, because it's just not fun. It's like, and it, like I, I can see an argument to be yeah. made. Like, let's say your top table LVO, you keep your mouth shut because your the expectation is that your opponent is a 
master of the game. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, no big deal. Top table, stuff like that. Top sure. table, okay. yeah. It's like, then you're not obligated to explain every little thing. But if somebody asks, you should absolutely tell them, right? Like, mm -hmm. don't withhold information. That's definitely not okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you're just playing like a, like a normal game, like, I'm always trying to inform my opinion, my opponent of what's up. Yeah. So that they can feel like if I beat them, they're like, oh, you beat me. It wasn't like, oh, you tricked me or you, you sprung a trap on me. Yeah. Uh, Salty John, no, there was no Risa Coaster. Um, I'm proud to say that that is not something that I, I, I do anymore. I've made a uh, concerted effort because, um, you know, in the position that I'm in, I represent the company, I represent the ITC. It's unacceptable for me to lose my cool mm -hmm. at all. And I'm, I'm really proud to say that that's not a thing. It hasn't been a thing for about two years. Yeah. Um, the last time I really lost my cool and acted like an idiot was that game against Jeff on camera. And watching that game and seeing how ridiculous I looked, I was like, I, I committed myself to never doing that again. Mm -hmm. I'd rather lose the game and make the company, the game, and the ITC look good than win a game with bad behavior, like without question. And funny enough, the reason I won the Broadside Bash was because of I had a max sportsmanship score. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, myself, Brian Poland, who's an amazing Tau player, He's really good. His army's gorgeous. Um, he and I both maxed battle points. We both maxed uh, paint score. His army was definitely better painted than mine. Mm -hmm. But when they for best overall, they cap how many uh, points you can get for painting. So his paint score was above mine, but um, we both hit the threshold of max points. And the reason that I won best overall is because my sportsmanship score was a little bit higher than his. Yeah. So clearly there was... Uh, there was no me making myself look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. All my games were super fun. We were laughing and having a good time. Um, and I had some really tough opponents, but all my games were really, really enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. That, that's been my goal for the last two years. It's like, I want everyone that plays me to walk away from the table saying I had fun. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that has been my number one goal. Right. Uh, I try to not get too upset too. Yeah, like it's, there just was, a, it's just a game. There was all. like in the first game when I played against uh Leaf or Leif is his name. And uh he had four the four knights and I got first turn and I do have knight killing capabilities with my list and I shot literally every weapon. Every and I'm I do um uh house crass for my one my my knight crusader, extra damage dealing against Titanic units, mm -hmm. shot everything, two war glaives into one gallant and I did Five wounds. <laughs> That's always fun when because he that. couldn't. He was just ro he he rotated his iron shields, but he was making every five of them. I was like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those moments where it's like the the bead of sweat was going down my. That was the only visible like internal anger that was happening. Yeah. But man, it's tough sometimes. It is tough. It, like I still I will still express frustration if I'm rolling really badly, but then yeah. I always tell myself like you. It is what it is, right? Yeah. It's like getting mad because it's raining today. Yeah. Like, you can't help it. Right. And I use casino dice. And so I'm always like, there's nothing wrong with my dice. I'm just having bad luck and it happens. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, well. Right. You and don't need to step all over your models. No. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Michelangelo says, I'm a fool. The only way to look good is to crush your enemies, that to is see true. them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women. Yes. <laughs> Get it. That Conan. is true. And you know where that quote comes from? Genghis Khan. Yep. Is that, a, is that actual? He actually said that. Mm. And, and that is actually terrifying. That that's where you find pleasure in life. Well, it was a different time, man. It was there was no smartphones. 
they had to do something. Rape and pillage. Yeah, let's just go destroy. demolish another civilization. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun and uh, kind of to go over it. So uh, actually, no, Jason, why don't you talk about your experience first? Because you have a really cool list mm -hmm. and you had some really cool opponents too. Mm -hmm. um, and then before we do that too, I did want to point out, uh, as we've been talking about how, how cool 8th edition is right now. Uh, Mac Truck, thank you for the cheer. Thank you so Ooh. much. Um, we really approve. Uh, big really E. Think that. Who's the big E? Um, Who is that? But the if you look at the mix of armies in the top 15, it's a really nice spread mm -hmm. of armies. Right, like even the armies that had the same like super faction were very, very different from each other. Right. So that is one of the best things in this edition is that there's such a variety of armies that are performing well, and there's only a handful of armies that are underperforming. And there's like really, there's really only like one, two armies that are overperforming. Yunari and Yunari is getting updated in the White Dwarf, mm -hmm. so I'd be willing to anticipate that maybe they won't be overperforming in, in a very short period of time. So. Um, you know, they, they we're moving towards greater and greater balance, which is awesome. Right. Uh, Hellbrick, thank you so much for the for resubscribing with Twitch Prime. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Mariana gets to eat. She, ooh, she's getting the good ramen. She gets. Uh, she's getting the two dollar pack. She's getting the ramen that, that has like bowl. little dehydrated shrimps. Oh in man! It today, it's a Whoa. ooh with the oil in it. That's one, that's one of my favorite. Wow. Oh, by that's, the way, no, that's too much. That's like two fifty. I'm a ramen master, by the way. Totally going off into the weeds here. If you ever want to make your ramen something extra special, maybe not very healthy, but uh, I've been broke many times in my life, uh -huh. so I'm pretty good with it. Throw some butter in it, mm -hmm. throw some butter, drop an egg in there, yeah. and then if you've got any veggies, throw some veggies in there. That's good too. And you are, you've got yourself a poor man's feast. Well, I used to throw in um, like a pound of ground beef. That is also really with, good. Uh, with a couple yeah. of eggs also. Yeah. That, that yeah that if you really want to get big that's if you, the, if you uh, have time you soft boil you, you yeah. soft boil an egg and then and then you drop it in there but i'll just like poach the egg in it while yeah. it's cooking we should oh. have a cooking podcast well dude making making magic with ramen is like balling on a budget dude and there's been times when it's been beans and rice and ramen like when we started how to company. eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches seven days a week <laughs> oh brother oh, yeah so anyway, it kind of got off topic, but <laughs> it's really neat to see the variety um, represented in the sure. top 15. That's awesome. There's single faction armies. There's, you know, uh, we should, soup. We should get rid of the um, the sub-faction. Uh, the the sub-factions are really interesting for people who are looking for lists. That's super important. Yeah, but if you look at this guy, so like Eli Williams, Goffs, like what if you don't know what a Goff, like what is a Goff? If you don't know what a Goff is, then you're either brand new or you don't know right. jack so about don't, it. So you're, you're, you're shaming the new players by leaving that in there. Oh God, get out Right? Of They're ignorance. Yeah, you should be shamed for being ignorant. That's exactly the way that that should work. That's also showing that you're caring too much. Okay. If you're like, like I'm a Kraken. Like, no, you're Tyranid. Put down Tyranids. But Tyranid players want to go like, oh, he won with uh, Jormungandr. I play Jormungandr. I want to see that list. That's why it's important. No. All right. So uh, why don't you talk about your uh, BSP experience? Because three and two is a solid performance for you. And <laughs> you've been getting a lot better. <laughs> I, it's only a matter of time before you're going to be going four and one. And, that and, is true. And, well, I would have to change the list a bit, but uh, no, it was good. It's uh, I had a really good time. Um, I got really smashed by one player, but it was through Ray, who who is a top level. Ray, I, I, I would consider him a top level player. Oh yeah, Ray um, is extremely good. He went four and one, and it showed. It showed. Like it, he, it was a scalpel. Like it, it was bad. He was dissecting me. Um, 
but he he gave me a lot of good uh, points about some some key changes to my list. Um, so just a quick rundown. I took um, the list that I've been using in the league, which is uh, it is Grey Knight's primary, but this is a good example of why we should not have mixed armies getting best single faction because the Grey Knights are the most points, but it's the least amount of models. Um, and so I've been taking uh, Drago with a couple of uh, Terminator support characters with a, a big 10-man unit of Paladin, so maxed out. And then uh, 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 Super Heavy Detachment, um, House Crast, which has been amazing, by the way. I hate to say that because now the secret's out, but House you're, you're running a Crusader. You switched uh, from a, cru- a castle into a Crusader. Crusader, and that's mostly because I, I wanted the points for the Paladins, but also the the... It looks like changes are going to be made in the future to Castellan, and I don't want to be caught unawares of the list that I've been using. So I made a change to the Crusader because I think it's really good. Um, <clears throat> so I, I take him with the uh, the the Gatling cannon. The relic Gatling the, cannon. Uh, no, not necessarily, but just the the loadout is the Gatling cannon and the battle cannon. So what I've been doing is actually just using CP to make him a character and give him war gear. Yeah. And uh, um, warlord traits that are going to be useful in the game. So that's been the be- the biggest change to my list has been doing that, and it's actually been the most helpful. Um, and then two, I take that guy and the two armature warglaves, which yeah. get a lot of flack, man, but they are really good. People talk trash on you for taking the warglaves. All stars. People are like, oh, well, they shoot D3 shots and you're hitting on threes. I'm like, that is a super, bonus. They're super fast and they're good in melee. The melta's the bonus. Happen to shoot melta shots. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if I hit something with it, I'm like, that is like butter on my roll, man. <laughs> right? Are you buttering my biscuit? Rolls are good, but if you have butter on it, it's even better. <laughs> But I take them because they're super fast and they're really good in close combat, especially House Crass, because you're rerolling hits. Um, and if you get charged, or if you charged, and uh, or if you heroically intervene, but they they're not characters. Um, but uh, if you go against other Titanic units, they always reroll hits. Yeah, and they're doing extra damage and all kinds of stuff. Right. So um, they're they've been really good. So that's my other detachment. And then I have a guard detachment, of course, because uh, I need the CP. But I also really like guard for what they do and i took um two company commanders with three units of infantry with uh last cannons which uh caught a lot of people by surprise they're looking at my list they're like last cannons but you're like i'm twin link because i'm katie i'm like well i'm katie and so i'm rerolling ones um you got to go through the whole four rerolls if you hold still which i do i just give mortars and then um you're also um you got to go through the whole unit of 10 uh, or if you combine squads, the whole unit of 20 or 30 to get to those last cannons, which makes it more survivable. I was playing around with just giving heavy weapon squads with last cannons, but the problem is heavy weapon squads are so easy to kill. They you are. can't hide them like That's mortars. That's why you use mortars almost exclusively right. on And them. speaking of mortars, I take three heavy weapon squads of mortars. Yeah. Well, they're just so ridiculously... They're too good. They're, they're too good. They can roll points. bad. They can. But, yeah. but if you roll a good amount of shots and you're hitting them with their order to re-roll all hits... They get really good. Um, Plus, you got overlapping. You fields have overlapping of fire. fields of fire, which you can use. You also have vengeance for Katie, which I don't really use that much. But you should. My units aren't super. Well, if you link up that, unit it's of good when I get the guardsmen. The you... problem was uh, I've been having is that the the people quickly recognize because I, I don't know if it was just me, but I played a lot of vehicle heavy lists. People quickly realized like what the last cannons could do. Yeah. And so they were they were wiping them out. But still, they were shooting at those, and they weren't shooting at the the warglaves, and they weren't shooting at the, the crusader, who got by the way, House Crast has a relic that makes all their weapons plus one damage against vehicles, plus two damage against it's Titanic vehicles, gnarly. which means if you got your heavy stubbers through on a knight, they're doing three damage each. <laughs> 
Yeah, so. In the chat, TBMC, Kevin, and uh, Cryptic Ranger both are like agreeing with you, saying that they've been running House Crass. It's great. It. It's so it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It, I would say Raven is still good, but if you're taking a, uh, a Castellan, that's the way to go. But man, oh, so and so that was the list I was running. Ray, the guy who I played, who smoked me like not even close. Um, his suggestion was to drop a couple Paladins because, let's be honest, whatever can kill ten Pal or eight Paladins will kill ten Paladins easily like whatever so my experience so far with paladins is that like they're very durable but whatever can kill them can really kill them yeah like no problem like anything damage three any kind of armor piercing which is a lot of in the game um they're gone so drop a couple of those um that gives me points to take an assassin yeah as a stratagem and i can choose what i need for the game uh and then that also gives me a few points to put an icarus la uh, auto cannon on the night. That was a really good suggestion. Because I was struggling against flyers. That's a really good suggestion yeah. because no one, like that was, it caught me by surprise. I'm like, what, what? But with House Crast, you're doing three damage uh, hit against flyers and you're ignoring the minus one to hit. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll just blast them. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, that Ray was on point with that. I mean, he is, he's super, a super good player. So it's funny when you play against somebody who's really good. Yeah. Like there's a, such a difference. Yeah. Um, and then that, yeah, so there's a lot of firsts. This is my first game against a Shadow Sword, a Talarn Shadow Sword. Which is the best one. And luckily, it. luckily, yeah. the guy was awesome. He's a local, um, a young kid, like super up and coming, like, but he was really scared, rightly so, of the, um, I was able to lock down a flank of where the thing was going to come in because he was really scared of the the knight, obviously, and the two warglades. So I, I pushed position on one flank that were running up the field. Right. So he went on the extreme opposite on the other side and just happened to pour, roll poorly for his volcano cannon. That's uh, bad. But that was my first time getting hit by a volcano cannon. Oh, it'll kill a knight in one shot. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had the three. I took the, again, guys, by the way, if you are taking knights, uh, and other stuff, it's better to use the CP to give them more gear because you can pick and choose. So obviously against that, or the guy I played first round, which was four knights, I was like, including one of them was a Castellan. Uh, he had a Castellan Crusader and two gallons. I, I took the three up, the four up in bull save yeah. to rotate. Again, Crusaders also rotate on a one CP. Yeah, they're more points efficient by far than a Castellan, yeah. like by far. And the Castellan still hit because I, I knew it was coming, but I have rarely been on the receiving end of a Castellan so far. And um, that was rough. They hit like a truck, dude. That was rough. Yeah. I went against two. My first game, my second game, I was going against Castlands. Yeah, yeah. They're brutal. Anyway, so that was my So what my what would uh is there anything you would, would change about your list other than so you're no. talking about dropping two paladins, drop a couple paladins. An assassin and the, the anti air, which I think is a great choice. Because mm -hmm. like with my crusader, I always take the ion storm rocket to indirect fire. Yeah. But um that's a really good point about taking the AA gun, especially with House Crest. Mm -hmm. Right. Um I might switch to the last cannons and missile launchers because it'll give me more points. And they do the last their strength. To, oh, for your guard squad. For guard squad. Oh, no, I much prefer the missile launcher. Because it's only a point. So you're, you're wounding knights on a four as opposed to a three. But you can also fire frag missiles. Right. They still do D6 damage. You save five points a guy, which is significant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I actually really like running missile launchers on my guard squads. I think it's yeah. great especially with Kadia. Yeah. Like they're really versatile weapons. And like you said, when in an infantry squad, you throw like a sniper rifle in there too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a 10 man unit. And if you start linking them up, it's really difficult to get to the actual heavy weapon. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're sitting there uh, on objectives. 
twin linked with overlapping fields of fire, they're more accurate than space marines. Right. You can use a CP, uh, one CP to just do D3. So like you're going to take losses because people were, guardsmen die in droves. There, there's no way around it. Yep. Like the guard, the squads are generally too big to put all into cover, like area training when you have it on the board. Yeah. Especially when you start linking up, you just got to take it. Um, and so uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, it's, you make a good point. They're, they're yeah. disposable. You don't want to put too many points into right. them. Right. Oh, but my, my, my thing was like leadership wise. Yeah. For one CP, you take, just take D3 dice instead of d6 or you take a commissar and make him leadership nine or whatever or right. you take gray facts and make him leadership 10 mm -hmm. uh but no I, I really like your list i think it's cool and it's creative and it's fun it's good yeah and you, you performed well with it so congratulations that's great yeah uh, and it was fun man it's a fun army to play against too um and then uh, well i got a lot of people who are like what the hell like i don't i know every because <laughs> you give people your list and they're like i know everything except the palons what do they do you're like they're really good i'm like it's the best thing in the codex yeah and You're then like, Drago, Drago, God. He's such he, a beast, dude. There was a couple, he had so many moments in this tournament where it was just so heavy metal. It was so awesome. Because I just give him Gate of Infinity as one of his powers, so I can always just teleport him. Yep. And so the guy who I was playing has had the Shadow Sword. Drago is in the thick of a fight. He just teleports out of Deep Strike, comes in nine inches. I make the charge, so they just saved my D6 for, uh, to, if I fail the charge, roll a different one. He got in there, and he's doing three damage. A pop. A pop. Yeah. He has, you know, five attacks. Um, and he just, he just cut it in half. Yeah. The guy's like, Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Like, yeah. Drago is a beast. Uh, somebody in chat was saying, if you don't before every game go, I will break you. If you have Drago, like, like yeah. Ivan Drago. He's so uh, good. Yeah. He's great. And then a big shout out to, to Agnar. Thank you for renewing your Twitch prime subscription. We appreciate it. The primary objective TV. No, I'm not saying granite terminators are good. I'm saying palettes are good. Yeah. That's a the difference. They have a, an additional wound and an additional attack. Yeah, and then you take the banner usually too, so that they I get do. another attack. And so a debate that we've been having in the office is the better weapon loadout for them. And everyone seems to have their own opinion. Um, most people say take the Falchions because you get plus one attack, which is really good. I'm actually more partial with the Halberd because there was a lot of times in this uh, tournament where I was going against elite combat units that were only toughness four. So I was hitting, I was normally wounding them on threes, and I already have four attacks with the banner. Um, but then you hit Hammerhand on them, and you're wounding those units on two. So, I don't know. That's that's my big internal debate right now is what to give them. And it's cool because either option is good. They and, are. And yeah, they like are. they shoot well. You can ignore line of sight. Yeah. You can get plus one to, uh, you can go to strength five AP one, mm -hmm. 40 shots at range. I mean, they're just good. And yeah. Drago gives them a full reroll. Mm -hmm. Really, really solid unit. And it's cool because it's unique. Like, yes. You're, not very many people are doing it, which is always fun. Um, and then uh, I, obviously I played uh, Talarn. Uh, I've been saying that since I've been saying since the guard book came out that I think Talarn is the best regiment. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go back and look at my original articles on it. Um, the only reason I haven't played them so far, and Omega Eleven X, thank you so much for renewing your Twitch Prime subscription. Really appreciate it. Um, the only reason I haven't played Talarn is because my armies are is Katachan models, mm -hmm. and I, I've had a Katachan army since Second Ed. Katachan is yeah. obviously extremely good. Mob Catachins. People don't play that enough. It's really yeah. good. But I always kind of wanted to play in WYSIWYG, but then this I've been playing it as Talarn just because uh, there's a couple cool things that have come out that really made me push me over the edge. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've just been absolutely loving the way that they play. They're just as good, if not better, than I had expected them to be. Um, and the reason why, it's a lot of little subtle, it's a lot of really subtle things that make them good. Mm -hmm. uh, Talarn Infantry... Um, their their uh, regimental doctrine is you can advance and shoot normally. 
So their infantry squads are like Eldar, right? Like you move in advance every turn and they're running around, they're super quick and they're shooting uh, normally. It always catches people off guard. People are like, wait, what? You advance, you can't shoot? I'm like, yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. And there's no, it's just normal shooting. Um, their vehicles ignore the penalty for moving and shooting heavy weapons, which is huge. It's mm-hmm. massive. Because guard vehicles, one of the reasons why you don't see them very often is because if they move, they're hitting on fives. And then if you have another minus one to hit, they're hitting on sixes. It just yeah. sucks. The artillery, but, that's the, the drawback to their awesome artillery is that mm-hmm. minus one to hit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's not fun. It's like, I love Lehman Russes. I want to use them. And a Talarn tank commander is like one of the best vehicles in the game, in my opinion. They're mm-hmm. super duper good. Uh, TBMC, Kevin, thank you for subscribing with Twitch Ooh. Prime. Uh, so, I, you know, I've been, I've been experimenting with a lot of different uh, units. And then to address the question that came up, um, the reason my list didn't go up on uh, uh, Best Coast Pairings. Totally fair critique of all people that should upload their list. It should be me. I didn't do it either. Uh, my phone is really old and I actually can't run BCP on it. It's like a 10 year old smartphone and I'm too stubborn to get a new one because it works perfectly fine, except for BCP for everything else I needed to do. It works fine. So I don't want to buy a new one because that's just the way I am. Yeah. And um, I gave my list to the, I thought that the, it got uploaded, but I, I, apparently people can't open it or something like that. But my list is on Frontline Gaming. Um, I'm going to make sure going forward I always have it, somebody else do it because yeah. me not doing it looks bad. And that's totally fair critique. I should have done it. Um, I wasn't trying to be sneaky or anything like that. I just I literally I can't do it on my phone. But um, the, the Talarn vehicles are, are amazing. And then the other part of it, the other part of that like equation is that the, the Talarn tank commander order, mm-hmm. swift as the wind, it lets um, it lets the tank shoot or move before or after shooting. And it's, yeah. I cannot stress really enough how good that is. Cause everybody's like, oh, but Cadian tanks are more efficient. And I'm like, yeah, they are. Yeah. But you have to sit there and shoot. And in, in the way the game is right now, a tank, a Lehman Russ is not gonna survive counterfire in most instances. Like anything that's gonna shoot at it is probably gonna kill it. Yeah. Right, like a Castellan or, you know, whatever. Little pitter-patter stuff. You don't have to worry about that. But a lot of the things that are going to shoot it are going to kill it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Cadian is more deadly. The Catachan tank is more deadly because you can reroll the uh, multiple shot. But the Talarn tank lives, and that's infinitely better. Because mm-hmm. if you can get a little, like, a piece of terrain that you can hide behind, you can move out, shoot, and then go back. So you may not be as efficient per shot, but you're shooting more, which is mathematically infinitely better than a tank that shoots better once or twice. Yeah. If you're shooting all game, doesn't matter if you're 20, 15% less effective, the, 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 the volume of increased output means you're dramatically right. better. And you don't take the, um, the plasma cutioner. Now the, 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 the relic battle cannon that you get. Uh, so I take Emperor's wrath tank mm-hmm. company or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Uh, the tank command, the tank detachment from Vigilus. Mm-hmm. And then I take the Relic Battle Cannon, which is like so good, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievably good. It makes you do flat three damage. So you're shooting essentially Thunder Hammers down range, hitting on threes, often rerolling ones, very frequently rerolling failed wound rolls. I take old grudges all the time or Vengeance for Cadia. So if you're playing against a Knight Army, you take old grudges, pick the most important Knight. Choose it against him. Everybody within six inches of your warlord is rerolling failed wound rolls against him. It's ridiculously right. good. Everyone just takes a grand strategist. You're missing out. There's a lot of other good options there. I only took grand strategist twice this tournament. Right. 
I took old grudges every other time because it works in melee too. So I, if you, I, my uh, Minotaur and Priest was my Warlord. Mm -hmm. I was making the, the Bulgren reroll failed wound rolls against a Knight. They just annihilate it. Yeah, just I might actually bah, start bah, taking bah. that for the, the last cannon squad. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Somebody has a Castellan or, or, or something. <laughs> yeah. some, something that you want to die that's high. high and, if, and if I was in a game where I didn't need that, I would just take Grand Strategist. Or mm -hmm. another one that's really good is the your Warlord in another unit automatically advance six. Mm -hmm. um, that one's really good too. Yeah. Right? Like, especially for a Talarn army that can advance and shoot and all mm -hmm. that stuff. For move, move, move. There's a lot right. of really good options. Don't just get stuck in a rut just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the tank commanders were awesome. Uh, the Punisher, I took a one with the Punisher cannon, the other with the Relic Battle Cannon. Mm -hmm. the, the tank commander with the Relic Battle Cannon was like, he is a hero of the, the God dang Imperium. Yeah. He's targeted, target priority number one. Yeah, he killed three knights. Mm -hmm. And in uh, one game I played against the Castellan, he, he did 18 wounds to a Castellan in one shot. Yeah. My opponent failed, like he rolled really poorly on his saves mm -hmm. and I rolled pretty hot. Uh, that's not obviously like normal. Yeah. But he was like, "Oh, I failed six. I was like, "He's like, how much is that?" I'm like, "That's 18 damage." He was like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you're dead." Yeah. So long. And then I I played a knight uh, player, my my teammate Junior, who's mm -hmm. a super good player. Same thing. I was like, "All right, uh, old grudges on the gallant." Uh, oh, I rolled 11 shots. Oh, you took 15 damage. He's like, holy shit! You're mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's savage. Um. Uh, and so they were amazing. The the Punisher, he was a little bit, he would tend to die. Like the 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 Battle Cannon uh, tank commander only died in one game when I played against the Flyer Army. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I knew he was dead. There was no, I was like, I was like, I'll, I'll shoot him once and then he's going to die. There's nothing I can do about it. Because mm -hmm. there's no hiding from the Flyers. You just, you just plan for that. Uh, you plan to lose him quick. Mm -hmm. The Punisher tank died a lot more frequently because he has to get close. Yeah. But my God, when he puts out 50 shots, you know, like he's just mowing down. Uh, infantry and I'll talk about how I'm going to change my list to accommodate for that but um, uh, I had 60 infantry with no upgrades they would just run around get in people's way take objectives nine Bulgren the Bulgren are easily one of the best units in the game mm -hmm. they're so ridiculously good yeah my phone looks like Zach Morris's phone from Saved by the Bell guys can play snake on that bad boy yeah, that's true um, the Bulgren are just ridiculous every time I try to play guard without Bulgren or, or like uh, Jason takes the the Paladins, which is a really similar unit. They hold strong in the middle. Mm -hmm. Without it, I find guard just fold. Like I, I I can't make it work at high level play without a unit like that. Yeah, my list won't work. Like you need yeah. you need that because you can't ignore it. Um, but you also, I think I, I found a lot in my games the five that I played that people were spending way too much time worrying about them yep. and shooting at them, and because they were just they didn't know what they did, they were scared. Um, rightfully so when they get into you they're going to do a lot of damage yeah. but at the same time there's probably other stuff they should have been shooting at the same as when I play against somebody with a, with a souped up Bulgren list I just ignore them yeah. I'm like you know what you go you have that area I'm going to put a couple speed bumps in your way yeah. um, that's the best I, thing you can do if you're going to have to come to me yeah you know, um, because they're just too good. Like, especially with, with they get cyclically buffed, you have a one-up armor save, a three-up invul save. Yeah, and it's you like, can have a zero-up armor save. You could. Yeah, yeah. that's why whenever people shoot the Bulgren, I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah, you're, you're it's not just, a, it's such a waste. It yeah. is 100 Because in one of, like, the, the they, they only ever went down to like two or three models ever. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, in one game, they took a gallant to the face, lost yeah. two. Took a full strength crusader shooting into it and a valiant and lost like one. Yeah. 
like they're just so hard to kill especially if you go minus one to hit on top mm -hmm. of it and they beat the crap out of stuff their only shortcoming is that they're slow mm -hmm. so when you're playing against Bullgrim, it don't don't hyper focus on them like the best thing you can do is try and slow them down yeah um or just like try to ignore them as much as you can if but, you have a thunderfire cannon they love that yeah if you, or, <laughs> or the emperor's wrath artillery company yeah. where you can slow them down stuff like that's the best thing you can do yeah just like they're just too tough and they hit too hard mm -hmm. uh they're, and they're just slow that's the only downside but in my list they just push up the middle and all my infantry are kind of coming around them to support them mm -hmm. and i have a bunch of characters and stuff that buff up and and, and do all that stuff. And one of the other cool things about Bolgren with the slab shields mm -hmm. is you can literally hide characters behind them and you can't see them because they completely block line of sight. Mm -hmm. um, so then I had the, all the infantry, the sport characters, the Bolgren push up the middle. I had uh, a ton of stuff out flanking because that's my other thing I like about Talarn is that their uh, uh, ambush stratagem lets three units outflank, mm -hmm. one of which can be a vehicle squadron. At this event, I was doing it with a unit of Hellhounds. And then I took the dagger of two sock, which lets, which lets a, an officer and another unit outflank. So I would take three units of plasma vets, officer, two units of hellhounds, rough riders, and an assassin, the caliphs. So it would all be coming in from wherever I wanted. Right. And it, it just overwhelms people. They just can't. It's too much. They just can't plan for it. No. You know. I played against it. It's uh, it's very classic Reese list though, like that. Where yeah. You're very. You take a lot of. You spend a lot of time thinking about the movement phase. You do. Yeah. And do. so it's just, yeah, there's stuff coming in from the sides. It's deep striking. When's it going to come in? Where's it going to come in? When it comes in, it hits you like a, a truck. Yeah. And you can only spend so much time trying to focus on stopping that from happening. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's difficult too, because like 30 plasma vets coming in with a company commander, mm -hmm. they just blow, they just blow things away. Yeah. Man. Um, like I, in one game I came on, I did 16 wounds through a crusader. Mm -hmm. And then in the counter attack, he only killed like base, he basically killed two units. The third unit ran around him and went and killed all the infantry in the backfield. Mm -hmm. Or like when I'm playing Oryx, they come in and you just first rank, second rank, and just single tap the plasma guns and they'll kill like 15 Oryx. Mm -hmm. Like they just blow them away. They're really effective. And because there's 30 of them, uh, when, they're, when they get shot back, yeah. they don't get wiped out. Yeah. You know, so I found them to be really, I, I'm mostly using them just because I really like them. I, I'm not going to make the argument that it's the most efficient thing ever. I just, I like it. Yeah. But when I'm going to change my list is to drop the, the Hellhounds so I get another company commander. Um, and I'm going to go back to using all four assassins. Uh, so that way I can outflank the, the Punisher tank commander, keep mm -hmm. him off the table. Because he, he was the most vulnerable. And if I can keep him off the table and come on and just blast somebody with all those shots, he's probably going to, he has good odds of surviving mm -hmm. um, in, in most instances. Um, I take the Calidus and then I would summon in another assassin. Uh, the Calidus is easily the best one. I keep saying that, like, so good. Um, and then I would, I kind of took a mix. I take a Calexus sometimes, either just to hold an objective. Even, even if my opponent had no psychers, I'd take it just because he's so hard to get off an objective. Mm -hmm. Or it, I played a Psychic Heavy Army, and then the Calexus combined with uh, Greyfax is really effective Psychic Defense. And then I took the Vindicare a few times because Broadside Bash doesn't have a lot of line of sight blocking terrain, so the Vindicare is really effective in that environment. Um, but the ability to just choose whichever one you want is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and then, of course, Greyfax is the one that everybody's been asking me about. Like, why did you take it? Uh, what's the tech on, on that unit? Um, Greyfax is like a hidden gem. Um, I have no doubt in my mind more and more people are going to start using her after the word gets out. She's so ridiculously good, especially in a guard army. 
So the reason why um, she's not very expensive, uh, she has a, a six inch bubble where she gives you leadership 10, which in a guard army with lots of infantry is mad. It's huge, mm -hmm. such a big deal. That means you're, you're in many instances, you're never gonna take a, a morale check. And when you do, you're gonna only lose dramatically less than you would have. So that by itself is really effective. Mm -hmm. um, she rerolls hits and wounds against chaos with psychers. And she can target a psyker even if it's not the closest unit and her gun is strength four AP one and does flat three damage mm -hmm. against psychers, which is super good, especially with the assassins. Yeah. So it means you, if you can see a psyker, you're probably gonna kill it. Mm -hmm. um, she has two deny the witches with plus one to deny. Uh, that is a reason enough to take her by itself. Yeah. She's really, really good at stopping key enemy powers. And if she's pushing up the table with the Bolgren, and then you have a Calexus on top of it, it's, you know, they're minus two to cast and you're plus one to deny if you get them both in position. It's so good. You're like, oh, your whole army revolves around warp time being one unit. Yeah. See ya. Oh, you have to get quicken or you have to get doom or whatever the case may be. Mission critical. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to death hex your Bolgren. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, and then her psychic powers are extremely good too. Mm -hmm. The big one is dominate. That one's, I don't know why it's just totally flown under the radar. But uh, it's 18 inch, you pick an enemy character, you can make it shoot one gun or make a melee attack. And the thing to remember is almost every single knight in the game now is a character. Mm -hmm. So I was making knights shoot their own army like very frequently. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you had a, a castle overcharge a plasma, shoot your own unit. Oh, oh, you have a, a crusader, shoot that relic battle cannon into your own infantry and blow them all away. Mm -hmm. um, really good. And then one of her other powers that's effective is you can make a unit, an enemy unit, not shoot Overwatch and minus one leadership. So if you're playing like Tau, or you know, something that that maybe making a character shoot's not ideal, but you don't want to get Overwatched, mm -hmm. there you go, really good. So I ultra super recommend her. She's such a force multiplier, uh, particularly in a guard army. Yeah. But I'm sure you could find use for her in a lot of other armies too. Uh, she she was like such a gem in my army i loved it and it's the model's amazing mm -hmm. so cool that's kind of like a little rundown uh, <clears throat> of the way it went um there's obviously a lot more to talk about but i played a wide variety of armies going first going second really good players and i, I never ever felt like my army didn't have the, the you know like I, I never felt like victory was out of reach ever right uh, i think it's a really good list Cool beans. All right, let's go talk about some upcoming events. Holy crap! There's a lot of GTs and majors this weekend. Whoa! That is nuts. Mm. This is a this has to be a record. Yeah. So first things first, though. Uh, yeah. So a couple special shout outs. Mm -hmm. So uh, New Zealand just started picking up the ITC, and there's a bunch of events springing up. There's a one that we wanted to give a special shout out to. Monkey Can. That's not a typo. It's not Monkey Can. Con. It's Monkey Can. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's called that is it's a charity event where you can pay for your ticket by turning in cans of food. Nice. And that's at Mighty Ape Game Store, who also stocks FLG mats. Wow. So you can go support a good cause. International. Pick up some of our mats if that's something that interests you. Mm -hmm. the, the team running it is the uh, for New Zealand 40K Cabal uh, podcast. So give that a look. Support the uh, ITC in New Zealand mm -hmm. if you're someone out there playing. And then, of course, Slaughterfest. It's an event run by uh, a group of guys, including our Team Zero Comp teammate, Ray. And uh, they got a lot of money riding on this one. Um, <laughs> so and it's their first event. Yeah. It's at a, a, a Indian casino in here in California. So it's gonna it's kind of like a mini LVO kind of Which casino is it at? I can't is remember. Is it at Pala? 
I can't remember. There's a bunch of them here. That's one in Temecula. Anyways, that's cool. Yeah, we'll all be going. It's the end of uh, July. Yep. Um, they would really appreciate it if people do not wait to the last minute to get the tickets. Because as we know by running events... It's scary. It, there's a lot of money that's paid up front yep. to get these things going. So if you guys are thinking about going, uh, I'm not sure exactly where it is. There's a link in the show notes uh, to the, I'm assuming, the event page. Yep. Uh, go ahead and get your tickets. We'll all be there. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. Especially at an indie casino. You guys can get all drunk, start dancing. <laughs> you can might do all be, those. Might be some pretty ladies. Or guys. Yeah, I mean, because you know? for those of you who are unfamiliar, it's it's, it's a casino. Yeah. Like, it's, they're, they're like Vegas-style casinos, mm-hmm. uh, and they're a lot of fun. And they, they they usually have, like, you know, you can go to the pool and all kinds. They're, they're a ton of fun to go to. Right. Uh, so, and then other events coming up. Wow, there's so many. There's a GT, the Steel City Slaughter in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, and that's up at uh, uh, Legion, Legion Hobbies Army and Games. Games. We have the 2019 ANS 40K Team Tournament in Queensland, Australia. Mm. We have Warzone Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. We've got a major, the Storm of Silence, and that's in Spokane Valley, Washington. Uh, Bob, our buddy, runs that uh, long-running cool event. Uh, we have another GT, the Warhammer 40K GuildCon 3 in Girard... Nope. Grad... Grad... France? It's in France. Which is awesome. Is that? We've only had a couple events in France. There we go. If you're French, go get those points. So whoever, uh, so GuildCon 3, correct me on that. Is it Grad, Grad Young? Grad Young. Just stop. France. I took French in college. Just don't do it. For one semester. Yeah. <laughs> the Cataclysm Crown Warhammer 40K ITC Grand Tournament. It's a GT. That's a mouthful. And that's in Mashesini Park, Illinois. Uh, we have another GT, the Alberta Classic at the Ogre's Den Gaming Club. And that's in Calgary in Canada. Mm-hmm. A major, the Caledonian Mayhem 2019 at Element Games in Stockport, England. Another GT, Spring Conflagration 2019, Warhammer 40K GT in St. Paul, Minnesota. And another major, the May 40K Fun and Fluff Tournament in London, United Kingdom. And another major, this is insane how many big events are wow. this weekend. Uh, the Alamo GT 2019, uh, and that's in San Antonio, Texas. And I didn't see... Now, they, these are not all this weekend, by the way. For some reason, somebody put up all these, unless... No, these the, are all the this month weekend. is incorrect. They're all May. It's it's April. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so these may, these may or may not be this weekend. All right. Well, those are next month. Oh, my goodness. And uh, why don't Mariana, we... Mariana, let's get that post. <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, we'll, give is, him, we'll give him an extra shout out. Here, here, hold on, hold on. I'll get it. I'll take it. Yes. Okay. Well, before we jump to the actual one, there is an Age of Sigmar GT <laughs> coming up. Age of Sigmar GT coming up, and uh, that oh, is in May. Changa, Changa. That's May as well. Okay, hold on. I have to get off camera. No, I got it. I got it. It's okay. It's all good, baby. Somehow I feel Hunter had a, a hand in this. It's, it's all good. I'm going to just go over to the calendar of events, which you can find on the ITC tab, and we'll read this weekend's Oh, my goodness. Events. But that weekend in May. That weekend in May is, is huge. It's ridiculous. Huge. All right. So everyone makes mistakes from time to time. Give me a or maybe, you know what? We might be broadcasting from May. Oh, yeah. You know what? The 18th is Thursday. It's not even, it's not even a Friday. <laughs> yeah. Nailing it. You know, by episode 635, you get really good at this. All right. So here, I'll, I'll highlight it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, just leave it in. Just leave it in. It's, it's well, all right. For all they know, we could have time machines. We just gave them extra coverage for that specific so, weekend. Anyways, so here. It's, uh, all right. That's still a ridiculous amount. Look at this thing. You went into the 26th. So, yeah. Wow, there's still, God, there's so many events. 
All right. So okay, there there's go. like 25 events this weekend, mm -hmm. of which we're just going to take a look at the big ones. There's, there's uh, a GT right here. Silicon. Silicon Valley Smash, Brandon Grant's 29th <laughs> GT win. <laughs> A game castle Mountain View, California. That's so funny. Uh, there's a major, the Nationals 2019 in Kapiti, New Zealand. Another uh, New Zealand event. Awesome uh -huh. stuff. And then we have another major, the Wet Coast GT up in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. That's a long running, really cool event. And those are all going on this weekend. Cool. There, but there's also a ton of them going on everywhere. Look at all there's the There's one in Uruguay. Oh, yeah. We should give a spot, shout out to that one. Our so, first event in Uruguay. Lunas de Marmor. Yeah. You like that R that I rolled? No, an R is a double R. Oh, never mind. Area. Anyways, so there's that. There's also one in... Uh, and that's in Montevideo, Uruguay. This one. I said it right, yeah. Luna Stay Marmor, yeah. Uh, and then I saw one in Sweden somewhere. There's always events in uh, Sweden. Okay. They're running, they're running events left and right. Anyways, they're all over the place. But yeah, dude, awesome. I want to see some pictures from the event in Uruguay. That's cool. I uh, can't wait to hear more about this that. This one sounds like it would be like a, a, a 40K porn. Purity sealed. Purity comma sealed. Explan explanation. Yeah. Point. I like it. <laughs> and that's in uh, Hole in the United Kingdom. Hole, you can. So you just want to hit back. So even better. We can jump back. <laughs> that, that works. Okay. Not Hole, Hole. Oh. <laughs> uh, spend uh, that ball mouse. That's right. So sorry that I... Uh, Only true hackers can use this. Uh, sorry, sorry that one. And then we'll go ahead and jump down into the We are rankings. running late. Let's go ahead and do this. So 40K current top five. Wow. With an absolutely dominating lead. Jim Vessel of Canada. Hmm. Way out in front with 1,047 points with his big Adepticon win. Uh, now, now bear in mind, he does all five, have all five scores. Most of the top 10 don't yet. So that right. lead is going to be shortened considerably. Mm -hmm. Still a huge score. Uh, second place, Daniel Hester is at 714, only trailing by 333 points. You got it, Dan. Mm. Don't worry about it. John Lennon in third place, Gene Sealer Colt player with 701 points. Scott Horace in fourth, and Michael Sarapata in fifth. With a really elusive, just even a, score. an even score. There's no yeah. decimal points. Uh, hobby track, top five, Colin Sherman uh, continuing to lead the pack, followed by Jason Bird. Max Carruthers in third, Simon Lean in fourth, and Andrew Gagno in fifth. Age of Sigmar top five. Our boy, the Jersey kid, the Jersey Matt, Bashby, Matt Bashby in first place. Paul uh, Jerzycki in second. Derek Erlenbush in third. Jack Ballard in fourth. And Jai Watula in fifth. Hobby track, we need some more events. Oh, come on, guys. If you're in the Age of Sigmar community, remind your TO that How you How is can, this a thing? Eh, it takes time okay. to get the word out. It's not a big deal. Uh, Shade Spire, current top five. Tony Field jumps into first place, followed by Ivan Cho. Daniel Velasquez in third. Jonathan Colson in fourth. And Patrick McNeil in fifth. Cool. We got some miniatures we painted. We've completed some commissions. As so we do. Just a couple photos today, but uh, kind of cool. This um, We have a couple characters. These are uh, Raging Heroes uh, characters that... Um, there was a lot to this commission, but I believe this is like his stand-in cipher um, and an Age of Sigmar sorceress or something like that. But anyways, this is a very high quality. Um, these are very small models, very super detail here. Uh, tabletop Plus for them, as you can see, very beautiful. And then these came out. These photos don't do these justice. This was They're just gorgeous. a tabletop commission, by the yeah. way. Um, and a unit of uh, demonettes. 
the basing is what gorgeous makes them gorgeous is the basing is what makes them look so good yeah and i hope this client comes back and because we'd love to do a whole army for this person this person only wanted the demonettes um done but i'm assuming once you know they see these they'll want to come back get the rest of the army done that way because yeah the basing looks really cool so next time you're thinking about getting some miniatures painted, consider the FLG Paint Studio. Come hit us up. Say come, hey. Come give us a look. Yeah. How you like me now? Help me out. I need some ramen. Yeah. I need less ramen. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump over and answer some questions before we wrap up the show. All right. And as a reminder, make sure to get out there and get your tickets. BAO is coming up. Uh, SoCal Open uh, is selling out pretty quick. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Rad Bully says... Jim making bacon vessel. Yes, he yep. is definitely bringing home the bacon these days. Um, there must be 40K adult entertainment on the net. Needs to know, says Corpin Flagger. Well, you know what? I'm going to let us let that one ride. The sounds in the background. Yes, this is a, we are an operating Yeah, the business, business like, operations are going on yeah. all around us. People try to hide and, and try to do stuff, but there's, yeah. We do our best to try and keep it quiet, but we got packages to ship out and everything. So it That's is what right. it is. If you guys wouldn't care so much about when your stuff goes out. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, Ray is giving all the information about Slaughterfest. You're welcome, buddy. Wish you guys success. Um, we'll be there. There's also one coming up uh, in the next, in a week, right? Next week is Battle go. for LA. Battle for LA, which yeah. was a really awful movie. But uh, it's going to be a cool tournament. Boris uh, Mishev, we hope to see you at the BAO as well, buddy. But yeah, uh, Battle for LA is next weekend. It's a, a major. I believe it's a major. And uh, we're going, the TFG radio guys are putting it on. Uh, Matt Pashby, can we make one of the ITC Patreon tiers donations for new phone? Yeah. <laughs> I think your phone's cracked too, right? No, it really works perfectly fine. Okay. Like I've, I've had it since before we started Frontline, Frontline Game. Yeah. Like, to be fair, I only get a new phone whenever like mine breaks. Uh, how it works. Yeah. Copen Flagger, what can I say? Practice makes us suck less. <laughs> oh, dude, if you have a razor, I will take that rad bully. That thing was the business. It still works. The yeah. business back in the day. That flip phone, that was You the can still phone. get flip phones, I think. Razors, you can sell those they for They make them for, for like the elderly. Bucks, and they have like the big giant keys on them. And you I'm, can hit I'm like, getting there, there's dude. like a horn that you hit yeah. for like call the ambulance. Call the yeah. Tampa yeah. uh, 83 last question. Good question. What's your impression on the new... Chaos Space Marine stuff on a competitive level. Well, uh, one of our teammates, Mark, went four and one at uh, Broadside Bash with a possessed, I'm going to call it a possessed star because it's basically a death sure. star. Um, basically, you you hit him with every buff possible via the Black Legion uh, stratagem to give him all the marks. Mm -hmm. You turn him into like, I would say, probably the hardest hitting melee unit in the game and you just yeah. blender everybody. Um, it's very situational though. It, it requires you to go first. No, I mean, the one game he lost, he lost hard to a Tau player going second Right, because if, if you go second against, like, a guard with a bunch of Earth Shakers. Well, you can give him minus one to be hit, again, depending on the way, yeah. how you do it. But it, it it's tough. Like, if you go second against a really high-caliber shooting army, that can it's be a It's rough. a gotcha thing that I don't like. But It's not really a I gotcha. It's, it's just a balls-to-the-wall melee army. Yeah. But, um, but they are good. You know, but then Frankie went two and three with <laughs> a Chaos Army. That's not his best showing. No. I think the new Chaos stuff is excellent. Uh, Terminators are really good. Uh, the the Havocs are really good. I think you, if you want to go all the chain gun Havocs, you need to play them as Alpha Legion to infiltrate them and then use the, the detachment that lets you shoot your opponent in their movement phase. 
because that way it guarantees you're going to get at least one shot or go mechanize with them. Mm -hmm. um, that's another way to do it. But uh, the new Chaos stuff is excellent. I think it's really good. It breathes life into Chaos. The Spiky 17 is, is legit. A lot of people are taking Chaos Bikers, which I've been saying. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Um, taking them as even as shooting units, right? Like if you take Red Corsairs with the three units of five Marines to get the eight command points, take two Chaos Lords on bikes, give one of them the Relic uh, Red Corsairs, um, the Relic Gun, because mm -hmm. the, the Red Corsair's Warlord trade is basically two free relics, right? So it's a hyper-efficient little detachment. Take two, two bike lords or one one sorcerer. Take three units of uh, uh, marines. It gives you eight CP, but it's really more like giving you nine CP because you're getting a free relic mm -hmm. if you take the Warlord trait. And the relic's excellent. It's a flat three damage bolter, rapid-fire three gun against Imperium. Uh, it's two damage normally. And you have that. You have a combi bolter on one guy that's hitting on twos, rerolling one. So it's it's like 10 shots that are doing multiple damage with a strength nine melta gun on top of it. That guy just bops around, you know, give him a thunder hammer as well if you want to. And he just bops around blasting people, right? Mm -hmm. And they can advance and still charge. So take a cheap chaos sword on a bike with a thunder hammer. The one I was playing with is a take, give him the murder sword and a thunder hammer because it's only four points for the murder sword. He goes 20 inches and he can still charge. Yeah. Because of Red Corsairs. It's amazing. <clears throat> right? So, yeah, there's... And that's just one little combo, right? Like, it's nothing... There's so many, so many combos in that new Chaos Space Marine offering that you get with uh, Vigilist Defiant and the updated book. It's it's crazy. There's definitely some new life in the Chaos Space Marines. Um, and, and I look forward to seeing people find them. Like, the, this, the possessed mega super blender unit is is crazy mm -hmm. right and you can do that there's other ways to do it too so yeah definitely some good stuff in there for those of you who uh, are, are of the mind to go look for it mm -hmm. i think that's a great way to end the show thank you guys for joining us guys and gals hope you enjoyed episode 635 where we really showcase our skill in broadcasting yeah until next Without week hitch. <laughs> until next week we'll see you later happy gaming and we will talk to you on next wednesday Bye.